Kaladin stared at the glistening length of metal, which dripped with condensation from its summoning. It glowed softly the color of garnet along several faint lines down its length. Shalon had a shard blade. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book two, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 72 and 73 of Words of Radiance. If you've picked the wrong episode or not caught up on your reading, make sure that you do both those things. You don't want to miss out on any of the fun. And if you have a second, go check out our store at Tee Public. You might like what you see. Anyways, I really want you to enjoy this episode. That's going to be a good one. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And his voice, it sounds like four different trumpets. Weird. It's it's Jack. What's up, man? Oh, nice. I like that little trumpety sound you did. Yeah, I practiced that all week. Yeah, to, be, to be honest, very I nice. It, yeah. I used to play. I used to play French horn. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's nice. Not very well, but I but I played it. I played uh, I played trumpet for a little bit in uh, in, uh, in nice. a musical uh, class in high school, and then yeah. pivoted to to vocal and was in musical theater and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. All the fun stuff. Yeah, I played Judas in Godspell. Okay, yeah. well, you'll have to tell me about that. Prepare the way of the Lord. I, I still remember all my know. shit, dude. I, I don't remember that at all. I went to a game. Catholic school, so it was a super random. It was like okay. the Jesus Christ, it was a low budge Jesus Christ superstar. So, and I've never seen that either. Oh, it's it's all right. It's all right. I'm, it's, I'm uh, missing out on 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 a few of these things. <laughs> truthfully, you're not missing out. <laughs> I'm not missing. No, out. you're not. Okay. You're not. Let's stick to cats, and we'll be fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? I don't think I'm a I'm a fan, but we we, we can talk musicals later. All right. Um. Right now, I want to bring up chapter seventy two, selfish reasons. Um. We get a little. Well, first of all, very cool chapter. So awesome. This is the hand this is the handing of the baton him taking this item from her not knowing how she has it why she has it right it is a wonderful uh, moment between those two when she's like it's not important begins. he's like fuck off it's not important yeah <laughs> uh, like it was so cool yeah. and of course of course i have to claim a little i have to be a little bit proud of myself here For- i think well in this chapter, I think one of my predictions did come true. Oh, the reference oh, to the dude. cubby. Oh, the, the reference to the cubby. Right, well, okay, sorry, from the scouts. From the scouts. Yes. Yeah, I said, you know, so that little hint you or whatever. You definitely identified a foreshadowing when you saw it for yes. sure. Yes, with the cubby. Yes, yes. yeah. It was. It yeah. was so, pretty nicely placed too. Like it's an immediate yeah. payoff, right? A couple of chapters ago, we hear that that's how the scouts yeah, you make do reference. it, and you could even mm. use a shard blade. That's what that's what they said in the chapter, right? You, you could use, use a shard, shard blade. blade yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, yeah. it's funny. It. it um, it was so visual for me in terms of reading about it and imagining those pole vaulters kind of, you know, 
being inside of that cut out little area of stone. Mm-hmm. And I, and I thought, and then as soon as Shalon and, uh, and Caledon became trapped down here, I'm thinking, well, if they can't get out, I wonder if there's a way for them to do this. Now, what I thought it was going to be was them squished into one of these crevices and then somehow they were going to like have something placed in front of them, like, you know, like pieces of the chasm feet or something or like, yeah, but, 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 I, but I didn't account for, um, I didn't account for the water level, right? Which is something that's, I think is a nice detail yeah. to like, look at the stone, see where the water level yeah, rises you can based see on the markings. Where, yeah. Yeah. You can kind of yeah, see where calcium it build ups yeah. are. Yeah. Like, yeah. so that I thought was a really neat way to, uh, increase the, well, the, the struggle that it took those two, like after the battle with the chasm feed, which of course is amazing, but, um, but it didn't stop there. It like, it then, it then went to Shalon to, to save them. Like, you know I, what I mean? I like love it, that too. It was... Let's get to it. Let's get, let's get in here, okay. here because, uh, this whole, th- this whole chapter, in, truthfully, this whole <sighs> section of the book where mm-hmm. from the t- moment they fall off that bridge sure. is just really great all around. It's so, so it satisfying. Really yeah. I like how concentrative these chapters are in that it's, it's dealing with what happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not going to another, you know, time and place or anything like that. They show us Taft and Bridge 4 and Dalinar, but they're talking about our two lost friends. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Okay. So the beginning of this, another cryptic uh, reading. Uh, Once again, an epigraph here. I, I suspect that he is more a force than an individual. Now, despite your insistence to the contrary, that force is continued, or sorry, is contained and in equilibrium reached. Hmm. Hmm. So, a difference of opinion here, he is more of a force. I'm guessing it's Ray's again. That's been the subject. That has been the subject of the conversation. So far, yeah. So, Ray's more a force than an individual, despite your insistence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Without any context, it's not telling us too much, but... No. Yeah. So Kaladin is staring at this glistening length of metal, Mm -hmm. condensation dripping off of it, the color of garnet. It was Shallan's shard blade. This time, though, as she is handing this to him, he doesn't hear any screams. Yeah. No screams. He freezes, cautiously raising his finger, touching the cold metal, but nothing happened. The screech that he had heard in his mind when fighting alongside Adolin did not recur. It seemed a very bad sign to him, though he did not know the meaning of that terrible sound. It was related to his bond with Sill. He, he knows, I he thought, can feel it, right? He doesn't know what it means, but he knows that it's related to Sil somehow, the fact that he can't hear the screaming anymore. Now, what do you think about that? That, is it that something has changed in Sil or Kaladin such that there are no screams heard? Something has changed with their bond, I think. Because it's related uh, to the bond with Sill, not the necessarily bond, yeah. Sill, but he feels he's like I don't know though though it, he didn't know the meaning it was related to his bond with Sill somehow something's changed. So, and and it, it can't be that it can't be that Sill is closer to him now than ever. That can't be the possibility, eh? Right. No? I mean, if she was, she'd be here, right, this whole time. 
Well, what if she's, what if closer is that she's within? Remember we did that whole oh, thing? Oh yeah, the, the inside the chest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Like, is that, is is her absence rather, rather than she's gone away and flitted away with the wind, the absence is that she's inside of him, one with him, and that's why there's no screams. I don't know. The the, the only times throughout yeah. this whole experience that we've had any hints of Syl, there was a terrible scream as Kaladin reached for Stormlight and mm-hmm. whimpering and crying. So that does not sound very yeah. good. Right. Well, he says, how? And she says, it's not important. Well, I rather think it is, he disagrees. Well, not at the moment. Look, you're going to, are you going to take this thing? Holding it this way is awkward. And if I drop it by accident and cut off your foot, it's going to be your fault. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. Um, Reflected in its metal. This is great. Bottom of the page, uh, 1029. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Referencing 1,000, uh, page 29, um, 29 of the paperback of Words of Radiance. Bottom is um, reflected in its metal. Next sentence, he saw corpses, friends, and burning eyes. He'd refuse these weapons each time one of them was offered to him. What a really vivid thing to see in the mm-hmm. blade, eh? Like, mm-hmm. like, it's like a flashback from your life. Yeah. You know? Um, I just thought that was really cool that he saw all that while looking at the blade. I yeah, when Adeline really offered him one when he got out of prison, he saw he could see his friend's blood still on the blade, even though this wasn't the blade that killed his, he could see his friend's blood staining it. And so he, hmm. he's definitely got a, a strong feelings about shard blades. It had been after the fight or at least on the practice grounds, but this time was different that one was being offered to him. Mm -hmm. So he makes a decision and seizes the shard blade by the hilt. Shallan wasn't likely to be a surge binder, he thinks. Otherwise, he suspected that she would hate this blade as much as he did. Which he's totally wrong because we know that she is a surge binder. She is a surge binder, yeah. And she, but he's not wrong, not wrong that she doesn't, that she might hate it because she has expressed in this chapter even mm-hmm. that that she does not want to go there thinking about right. the way she really feels about this blade. Mm-hmm. Like that is something she's suppressing. And we don't know, we don't, like, we, we know that she has disdain for it um, mm-hmm. and has used it very rarely. We don't really know mm-hmm. exactly what happens when she holds it either. The context. Like, we don't, yeah, we don't know no. that stuff. So, no. yeah, so... Can we get a little more exposition over here? Uh, my, my, my cups, uh, my cups, <laughs> a little, my, my, my mug's empty. Up? A little, little top up here. A little more top, top up. Yeah. Exposition. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We love you. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we love you. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're not supposed to let people use your blade. He says, by tradition, only the king and the high princes can do that. And she says, oh, well, great. Well, you can report me to High Prince, uh, to Brightness Navani for being widely indecent and ignorant of protocol. But for now, can we just survive, please? Yeah. Again, the dialogue is just wonderful. And I almost half expected Kaladin to even, to might, like, uh, consider going to Navani after this is all over and be like, oh, by uh, the way, she did this. She has oh, a way, she, she gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She gave it to me, just so you know. Yeah. Um. The, the one who took my boots, she, 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 she did this. <laughs> Revenge. Revenge is mine. Um, yeah, he says, lifting the blade. That sounds wonderful. 
Training with a practice sword did not make you an expert with the real thing. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. So I like that he has taken this sword, but he feels like he's on shaky ground as well. Right. He, he doesn't have a lot of time behind this blade mm -hmm. and he uh, is apprehensive. I'm just going to throw out like a, a random non-meaningful example here, but just because you're good with a quarter staff doesn't mean you're going to know how to use a lightsaber. Just saying. <laughs> and a completely metaphorical, right. like just... Not referencing no, no, We're not referencing anything, but just... Just talking about quarter staffs. Quarter staffs and lightsabers, if that were to happen. And, well, laser swords. Let's <laughs> just, let's just, let's not go too far. <laughs> um, um, okay, so also Shalon says, uh, could you not do that reporting me thing that I mentioned? That was uh, actually a joke, and I and, and I don't think I am supposed to to have that blade. I love that. And he says, yeah. Well, well, she knows it, but he says, yeah. Nobody would believe me anyway. You are going to run though, right? As I instructed. Yeah. Cause that's the plan, yes. right? Like you, I'm going to distract yeah. this thing and you run and you're going to run. And he made, he yeah. laid out a really good reason for it. Like you're way more important than I, and I have more combat experience than you. So if anybody is going to sit right. and try to fight the monster, it's going to be me right. and you're going to run yep. cause you need to be safe. Oh, I love that. From last chapter when mm. he's laying down, he's like, what? You don't like the logic? She's like, you know, and she's like, no, I, I've never I, liked I logic. Want, yeah. I don't want to hear it. But it's, it, it almost felt like situational to me. Like, again, I know she likes Adolin and, uh, but it just seemed like she didn't want him to get hurt mm -hmm. or harmed in any way. And she was almost like fighting for that, well, like saying, well, confound your stupid logic. I yeah. don't, I, you know. Well, I, right here I, they have, uh, they have a really good, nice little intimate moment here. Right, they, they they there's a few in here. There is, but okay. there's one there specifically are a few coming things. up right here. Here, like just to kind of like push your point home, you know. Uh. Well, no, well, nobody would believe me uh, as I instructed. She says yes, but if you could please lead the monster to the left. He says, "Well, that's toward the war camps." I was planning to lead it deeper into the chasm so that you could. And she interrupts and says, "Yeah, but I, I need to get back to my satchel." And he says, he thinks you're crazy. Yeah. We're fighting for our lives, Shalon. The satchel is unimportant. She says, no, it's very important. I need it. Well, the sketches in there show the pattern of the shattered planes. I'll need it to help Dalinar. So mm -hmm. please just do it. And he says, fine, if I can. It's true, though. She makes a really good point here. Oh, yeah. You know? It is really important. It might just be drawings, but it's right. really important. Especially if the things that Yasna said come to pass all of this everything that she's done this whole trip through the fro uh, the, the uh through the through the frosted lands and all that stuff she yep. this whole thing would be for naught if she doesn't get that satchel and this is Absolutely. the little this is the little mo he, moment here and and he does and he and he doesn't he doesn't know it um or is not able to appreciate how important her talent these drawings could be right yeah he doesn't understand that he says, fine. She says, good. So please don't die, all right? And then the next sentence here, I yeah. love this. He was suddenly aware of her, pressed against his back, holding him, breath warm on his neck. She trembled, and he thought he could hear in her voice both terror and fascination. He says, I'll do my best. Get ready. And she nods. Yeah, that moment, again, mm -hmm. 
I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's a very it's, tender moment in a moment of like craziness. Like yeah, everything's it's, it's crazy intimate. around them, and there's like a moment where everything slows down for a second. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I love it. I and it, it, we've had a few of these between these two in this in this chasm. You know, I'm gonna say. I mean, all these like you know uh, slivered areas down there, these cracks and crevices. Mm-hmm. They're all alcoves. I mean, the place is surrounded with alcoves. Careful now. They're they're um, literally about to dig. They're I'm literally just about saying. to carve one out of the wall with a shard blade. <laughs> it's another alcove. Yeah. I'm just saying they can't avoid it. All right, I'll do my best. They count to three. One, two, three. He leaps out into the chasm and dashes toward the left, toward the chasm fiend. The beast lurked in the shadows in that direction. And I love the way it's worded here with Mr. Sanderson. No, it was a shadow, mm-hmm. an enormous looming shadow, long and eel-like, lifted above the floor of the chasm and gripping the walls with its legs. Kaladin throws himself to the ground, ducking underneath of the monster, swinging wildly, but he missed the chasm fiend. Mm-hmm. And then he thinks, how do I even kill something like this? Yeah. D- d- does it have a heart? And he's not referring to the gem heart, but a real one. He'd have to get underneath again. So Kaladin continues to back down the chasm, trying to lead it away from Shallan. And he yells at it, come on, you. Mm -hmm. And it rears up in the chasm, but it did not strike at him. So when I first read this. um, So at this point, he has the shard blade, correct? Yes. Right. And and it glows faintly, right? It does, yeah, so, and, and strangely, because of the pattern that's on the blade, hmm. there's a pattern on the blade right. of Shallan's shard blade that he notices that he's never seen before, mm-hmm. and that's what I was wondering. I'm like, well, is that pattern uh, or not? Hmm. I don't know. Um, it reared, so it rears up. It it was watching him, eyes hidden in its darkened face. So for some weird reason, I got a little confused here. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it was just staring at him, I thought, well, hang on. Is it really trying to attack him or is it pausing for a moment because it doesn't know whether it wants to or not? Right. And then, and then I started to think, well, does he have the shard blade fully displayed or not? And is that the reason that it attacks when it sees a shard blade in, in I guess, a threatening manner or something like that? Anyways, the, the whole point of me saying that is just, just that I, I wonder if the chasm fiend is really hell-bent on eating them It definitely food. is hesitating, right? Kaladin's yeah. softly glowing with this uh, yeah, with the shard blade. The blade. And, it, mm-hmm. and he, looking up at the rearing alien silhouette before him with its too many legs, twisted head, segmented armor, Kaladin thought he must know what a Voidbringer looked like. Surely nothing more terrible could, could exist. And then when he steps backwards, right. Kaladin stumbles on shale bark, and that's right. when the Chasm Fiend And attacks. that's when it attacks so almost at a like, weakened... Yeah, almost like that looking was for what kind of snaps the Chasm Fiend out of its, like, its momentary um, uh, pause. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when, if you watch like jungle cats, the way that they'll observe their prey and they, they wait and wait, they get close, they get close and they wait till the prey makes a mistake or looks the other way where they, they wouldn't see the attack coming. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for that opening. You're right. Yeah. Um, and that's, that is really interesting. 
Um, but yeah, I was just sort of ruminating. I was just thinking, well, is he uh, presenting that blade? And is that what the chasm fiend is freaking out about? Yeah, like or maybe is it it's just maybe an it's getting, animal giving a pause. Like this thing is glowing now yeah. in front of me. Like, and then when he know. stumbles, it's like almost like it reminds the, the chasm fiend. Oh yeah, this is prey. That's right. Oh, kind I of see thing. Where you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, that's kind of like cool. it. Like that, snaps like, reminds him that. Oh, yeah, it's just food. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to eat this yeah. thing just because it's yeah. glowing. Doesn't mean yeah. anything. I should be eating this thing or, or something. You know what I mean? All right. It is a pizza pocket, right? right oh, okay. yeah, right. Uh, oh, it's yeah, too hot. Pocket. Oh God, it's burning the roof of my mouth. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, that's interesting. Okay, so okay, so he uh, he does something kind of dramatic here. He he regains his balance. He throws himself into a roll, dropping the shard blade. Unfortunately, he had to mm-hmm. in this maneuver. Springs up out of the roll, uh, out of the roll, uh, ending up going another way and pressing himself up against the chasm, like a slimy part of the chasm, mm-hmm. where I guess the plants or whatever all the residue. Um, the head of this of this chasm fiend uh, comes back, snaps back down. The, the mandibles are gaping. He rolls up to his feet. And manages to scoop up the discarded shard blade. Mm-hmm. It hadn't vanished because I guess Shalon is able to have it remain until she summons it right, back. Right, we know that from so, Adeline talking about that and Dalinar talking yeah. about that with their blades, right? So he gets a swipe at it, cutting through the claw's tip, but it, the cut didn't seem to do much. The blade scored the carapace and killed the flesh inside, but I like this, he'd done the equivalent of cutting off the tip of an enemy soldier's big toe. Yeah. He wasn't fighting the beast. He was just annoying it. Makes sense. That was cool. Actually, I got a little, well, just because like the little, the little kid in me that likes to read about like a fight or whatever, imagine <laughs> yeah, it. So, yeah. um, so, um, that was, that's, that's fun. It came, it came at him more aggressively this time after obviously it, it, it hit it injured it mm-hmm. um he got out of the way though from the sweeps from the claws but he trips into the darkness again another claw crashes down toward him um kaladin got to his feet but he managed to dash away once again um he felt so slow without the stormlight yeah that's the thing like he's so used to having it mm-hmm. um you know th- this really brings us back to you know bridge for kaladin and his abilities then, right? You know, before Sills mm-hmm. v- visits or, or yeah, bonding. or before he like, like before spoke the, the first oaths and stuff, right? Before he started really right. consciously using Stormlight, it's kind of like what he used to tell the the guys that the bridge four, like, you know, you mm. you need to tie yourselves out and practice so you know what it feels like when we're out there, you know, and right, and so like yeah, he uh, like it's kind of like that right now. He's <laughs> he's exhausted. You know, this is oh, yeah. barely like, slept how long the can you keep this up? And yeah. yeah, exactly right. So I, I, uh, I, I, it really, it's I like the way that this went mm-hmm. in terms of uh, this battle. Um, so he he ducks again, runs beneath of it, slams the shard blade upward, sinking it deep into the creature's underside. Mm-hmm. This time, it seemed to have actually hurt it because it was trying to lift itself off of the sword. Yeah. This I like that a real description. Hit here, yeah, yeah. Frightful jaws coming at him, snapping jaws that caught his leg. Yeah, a blinding pain ran up his limb. He struck. He strikes out with the blade once again. 
He thought he hit its face, but he wasn't sure. He hits the ground and rolls, but no time to be dizzy. But unfortunately, with this rolling, he'd lost the shard blade. He didn't know where it was, and his leg, he couldn't even feel it anymore. Yeah. So, not looking great. He looks down, expecting to see a ragged stump. It wasn't quite so bad. So, that for me is another bit of evidence, or suggests, that has Stormlight left him? Maybe. Maybe there's still something within him that's working. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he, he knows injuries. Like he, he's a surgeon. He's a soldier. He knows, he knows what should be there and it's not there. Right. But he, he says like he, he expected worse and it wasn't as bad as he expected, but because he's still exhausted and he's not as fast as he normally is, he definitely doesn't have stormlight in him right now. Otherwise he wouldn't feel exhausted. He wouldn't, he would, he would be faster. Right. So, okay. Yeah. That's that you're, you're right. I just, it, it, these are just the thoughts that were coming to my head. Right. And he even it. says here, the numbness was from shock. Was from shock. Yeah. And I love this little His part mind, here. Yeah. Go ahead. Read I this know part. me too. The analytical yeah, thing. Yeah. This is cool, dude. His mind had gone analytical and focused on the wounds, but that wasn't good. He needed the soldier at the moment, not the surgeon. The chasm fiend was writing itself in the chasm and a chunk of its facial carapace was missing, so he did strike it. Yeah, it's like almost but wearing that... like a half Phantom of the Opera style mask, like <laughs> <laughs> the chasm fiend of the <laughs> of the of the chasms is here. Is here. <laughs> yeah, where this is the uh, special musical uh, mm. version of Stormpod. Stormpod <laughs> the musical. <gasps> okay, um, Kaladin. Turns, uh, turns over and climbs on his, uh, climbs to his hands and knees. There's that description again. Climbing to get to your knees. I love that. The leg worked kind of, but his boot squished as he stepped. Yeah. So that means Yikes. there's all kinds of blood in there and. Yeah. Yeah. Ooey gooey. Lovely. Where was the shard blade? It had flown far, embedding itself into the ground. He hobbles toward it, only gets halfway before his leg gives out. Yeah. So, so it's not as bad as he like, expected, but it's pretty fucking bad. It's not good. And then he, and he hears uh, a call. Hey, hey. And it's Shalon. What was that fool of a woman doing standing in the chasm? How had she even gotten past the chasm fiend? So she's actually distracting it now, yeah. trying to get it to go after her. Right. So she yells again. The chasm fiend turns from Kaladin and, and sees Shalon. And Kaladin shouts out, no. Yeah. But what was the use in shouting? He needed to get his weapon. He ripped the sword from the rock. So he actually does, he scrambles Mm -hmm. to get to it as the Chasm Fiend is now going after Shallan. Yeah. He collapses again. The monster continued to swipe about. Kaladin couldn't see a corpse though. So he's thinking, had Shallan escaped? What he doesn't know though, is that Shallan, of course, has used her powers. She's been using light, she's using light weaving right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. The head, he thinks I have to go after the head. It's my only chance. He struggles to get to his feet. The monster stopped smashing against the ground. It surged toward him. Kaladin grips the sword in two hands, slumps to the side, splashes into a pool of water in front of him, one of the spheres he tossed shone with a bright white light. 
Mm-hmm. He reaches into the water, snatches it, clutching the chilled glass. He needed that light. His life depended on it. Please. The chasm fiend loomed above. Kaladin sucked in a breath, straining like a man gasping for air. He heard as if distantly, weeping. Yep. There is again, right? Crying, yet no power entered him. So I was just following that part with every word. Mm-hmm. I was just, because I just so wanted that moment of, of, I guess. Reconnection the, or. The return of mm-hmm. this ability, the, this power that Sill was, that Sill was going to be present in a way that would suggest that even even with her, her apparent feelings about shard blades this is necessary for these two characters to continue mm-hmm. existing so maybe the honorable thing is to use something that may not be honorable right like 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 that kind of a thing you know what's really funny um, is your your logic right now sounds a lot like Kaladin trying to make logic up to you know, maybe the honorable thing is to let the king oh, with die. Moash? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, okay, the chasm, well, that's not what happened. So no. no power comes to him, this weeping. Um, the chasm fiend swung and Kaladin twisted, strangely found himself though. But there was this other version of him that stood above him. A sword raised, larger than life. It was bigger than him by half. And he's thinking, what in the Almighty's own eyes? He doesn't know what he's looking at right now. As the Chasm Fiend smashes an arm down onto this figure, which shatters into a puff of stormlight. And he's like, what, what have I done? How, 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 how have I done this? He thinks to himself. Yeah. Again, he thinks he did it. Right. I know. It's so cute. Uh, no matter, he lived... Without, with a cry of desperation, he threw himself back to his feet, lurched toward the chasm fiend. The chasm fiend reared and then snapped for a bite, mandibles extending, terrible eyes bearing down, and Kaladin thrust upward. That for me, with that like description and everything, was I just reminded me of the never ending story when the little kid's like reading and he goes, <gasps> and he's like, <laughs> he's like poop. He, he gets pooped because he's yeah. reading. He's like, oh, yeah. it's I, too I can't read anymore. Yeah. It's too intense. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Um, so I took a bite of my, my peanut butter and jelly sandwich at that point. Oh, nice job, Fred Savage. Um, um, so yeah, they do a, a POV change here. We POV, we changed, yeah, uh, we're on. back down with, uh, with uh, Shalon, which is great because now mm-hmm. we get to kind of see some of the other side of stuff. Right. So Shalon cries out her skin and clothing turned, turned from uh, deep black. The chasm fiend had fallen on top of Kaladin. Shalon drops her paper. It bore a drawing of her and another of Kaladin. So she was sketching. Is that what that implies? Right here. Yeah. That's how she was able to create a, a light weaving copy of herself and of Kaladin. Right. She quickly furiously Kaladin. drew, right? Was drawn. Yeah. Scrambles across the rocks, dismissing the blackness around her. Better if she'd be able to send them. Sorry. She thinks better if she'd been able to send them on pattern, but that was problematic. Because then she trails off. She cuts herself off here. Mm-hmm. She stopped in front of the still twitching beast, a heap of flesh and carapace like a fallen avalanche of stone. I love that description. Mm-hmm. She and she says, Kaladin, calling out his name. And then she says, stop it. She told herself, no timidity. You're past that. 
Taking in a deep breath, she tried to shove the claw, but it was far too heavy for her. Um, she froze as if she just heard something. Chasm mm -hmm. Fiend's head lay nearby, massive eyes are cloudy, and the spren from before started to rise from it. So, like smoke, these, these spren, like the ones that she had seen Right, on the sky eels before. Right. Only they were leaving. So they were leaving this body, so mm -hmm. it was within it. Or, or they, they were hovering around it, and now that it's dead, mm. they have no more use of it. Like, they can't, they're, they're not hanging no, out with no a more dead bond. one. Right? They're hanging out, they right. were hanging out with an al alive one, so. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, the bottom half of Kaladin's body, she, she can see it, and it's protruding from the chasm fiend's mouth. So funny because he's got his, yeah, his so butt awesome. end. Is that it's so great? Yeah, <laughs> she, she should have came, come up to him and gave him a gave him a spank. Yeah, um, or tickled him. <laughs> she says, "Yeah, or tickled him." Kaladin, she uh, she she calls and he says, "Ow, I like that." Yeah. That is first first thing he says is "ow." Hang on, she says, hacking at the thing's uh, head. Careful not to cut him. Violet ichor spurted out again. This violet color associated mm -hmm. with the chasm fiends, yeah, coating her arms like smelling like wet mold. Uh, Calvin says, This is kind of uncomfortable. She says, You're alive, stop complaining. She would have had the whole heap of oh, sorry, she would have a whole heap of prayers to burn when they got back. This is, yeah. I think, Caledon kind of he's like. You're going to have to do this all day if we get out of this alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many prayers you're going to have to burn. Um, smells awful in here, Kaladin says, almost as bad as you do. Be <laughs> glad, Shalon says. Here, I have a reasonably perfect specimen of a chasm fiend with only a minor case of being dead, and I'm chopping it apart for you instead of studying it. I'm eternally grateful, he says. How did you get in its mouth anyway? I stabbed it through the roof of its mouth, into its brain. It was the only way I could figure out that would kill the blasted thing. So he's covered in ichor and blood. I think, I think they both are almost at this point. Yeah. After she cuts him out, definitely she's covered for sure. <laughs> Storms, uh, she whispers. Bind my leg, he, he asks her. The rest of me should uh, heal up fine. Should, and he says, heal right up. So that's kind of interesting that... Now, is he thinking that Stormlight will continue to heal him? At no, there, I think he's or... just saying that no? okay. the minor cuts and scrapes that he has, th those yeah. will heal up, but the leg needs to be bound. Like, the leg, right. you need to do a tourniquet and everything. Like, the leg is bad. She looks like the mess of his leg and shivers, and then she says, it looked like Balat. Hmm. And we haven't R seen Balat be injured yet. <sighs> So this is no. a memory That's... that she's having of something we haven't read yet. Right. Mm -hmm. So that could be the reference of the shard blade. That could be something to do with the shard blade. We'll see. Kaladin wouldn't be walking on that leg anytime soon, she thinks. So she, she cuts off her skirt, the skirt of her dress, and wraps the leg tightly. Mm -hmm. She cut off her sleeve on her right arm and creates, a, I guess, a bind for a second wound on his side. Then she settles down next to him, and he says, two hours until the high storm. She says, if that long. We beat it, but we're dead anyway, aren't we? Seems unfair, he says, sitting up. And she says, shouldn't you... Ah, I've had far worse wounds than this. I have, he insists. That's not just soldier bravado. This bad? 
How often? Uh, twice. We actually killed this thing. He looks at the ca- at the chasm fiend. Mm-hmm. She says, "Sad, I know." She's feeling depressed about it. It was beautiful. She it says, "It was beautiful." Yeah, it's like it reminds me of the uh, the rancor tamer in Jabba's palace. <laughs> yeah, he's crying about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be more beautiful if it hadn't tried to eat me. She says, "Yeah, from my perspective, it didn't try. It succeeded." Nonsense, Kaladin says. It didn't manage to swallow me. Doesn't count. I like this little arguing about, you know, the technicalities of what it means to be eaten. Yeah. um, She says, you want to try to keep going? Well, you expect me to just lie here in the chasm until the, until the waters come? No, but, and she looks up. The chasm fiend was over 20 feet tall. Mm -hmm. What if we climbed up on that thing and then tried to scale up on top of the plateau? So whenever she turned to, I guess, look at it or looked up or whatever first thing that came to my mind was they're going to go inside this thing. I thought that too when I first read the book. Did you think that oh, too? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I thought. I thought they're going to hollow themselves and, and It's like a weird ride. Moby Dick type of situation where they're going to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, almost, and almost like a combination between, uh, you know, like on Hoth when, uh, when, uh, <laughs> yeah, they cut puts, the, the Wampa open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, the Tauntaun. Oh, the Tauntaun. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. kind of. Yeah, to weather out a storm. It's like, I thought, okay, we're going to get this. We're going to get the two of them inside of a giant shell. The storm's going to come and they're going to be blasted careening down these crevices and cracks. Maybe he did And eventually do that. getting wedged. Maybe Sanderson didn't do that because it's way too similar to, do you know what I mean? Like maybe that was kind of a. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, mm. for sure. The cubby, the cubby looks really cool. And I think I, my, that might even, I might even deserve that title since that little prediction I predicted. You, you get so, a point for the point, I, uh, I, I, 20 points for Gryffindor. 20 points. Just call me cubby. Um, okay. So it looks like they're going to continue. Um, and they do. What if we climbed up on that thing to get on top of the plateau? That's still a good 80 foot climb. He's, uh, he says. And what would we do on top of the plateau? The storm would just blow us off. She says, well, we could at least try to find some shelter. It really is hopeless, isn't it? Oddly, he cocked his head. Interesting. Yeah. Another another odd reference. Probably, he says. Only probably? Well, shelter, you, you have a shard blade. And, she asks, I can't cut away a wall of water. No, but you can cut stone. He looks up towards the wall of the chasm. We can carve out a cubby like the scouts use. High up on the wall, he says, you can see the water line up there. If we can get above that, but it still meant climbing Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't be easy, but it was a chance. Yeah. He turns to her and it says, you're going to have to do it. I might be able to stand with help, but climbing while wielding a shard blade. So... Shalon gets a moment here to really step up. Right. And she's like, right. And, and I feel like for me, when I'm reading this, she's like, right. Uh, Shalon said, standing up, took a deep breath. I can breath. do this. I've got to do right. this. Okay. It's on me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Um, she looks up towards the waterline and he's shouting to her or talking to her, cut handholds. And that's exactly what she does. She uses the, the, the shard blade to cut a bunch of handholds so they can climb up to this area. Um, she, she doesn't even oh, think about using cool. handholds cause she's like, right. She kept forgetting about the shard blade. She didn't want right. to think about As it. A this tool. is what you meant before, right? Right. Yeah. Didn't where she's like kind of putting it. this amazing thing out of her mind. Like she doesn't want to have it. 
right totally useful tool mm-hmm. but i don't want to use it right and uh but what we get here is a another interesting i guess capacity of the blade yeah where it changes its length yeah this is the first time we've as, ever seen this before as, sh- as she appears to will it to be so she does doesn't she she starts climbing standing on one and climbing to the highest one of these uh these um uh, rungs that she's doing she summons the blade again and tried to cut a step even higher, but the thing was so blasted long. And they're huge, right? These fucking things are huge. Like too big mm-hmm. almost. Oh yeah. But I like this sentence, obligingly it shrank in her hand to the size of a much shorter sword, like a really big knife. Mm-hmm. She thinks in her mind, thank you. And then cut out the next line of rock. Like it reacted saying, to saying her Saying thank needs. you to... Well, that's it. Saying thank you to who? Well, to the blade, I think. I know, but that's another interesting thing, isn't it? Well, I mean, Adeline talks to his well, blade, so, I mean. Well, he, okay, that's true. You know he what I mean? So. I know, but so, I know, I'd, I'd say it's a continuing, I guess, personification of the blade, I think. Right. Here. You know, you're right. I mean, Adeline talking to it, I think, might be the first that we've had in that department might be some other subtle hints like i don't think she's actually text, talking to it she's just saying oh no thank you like i know kind of thing yeah right? I'm, I'm just i'm just curious as a first time yeah writer. absolutely i'm curious whether shard blades well, are maybe read, intelligent or well we've only we've read two books now and this has never happened before no right so this is the first time i know i thought it was ever, super cool yeah it's really though you know what's funny is the little foreshadowing we get is that when navani mm-hmm. talks about the shard blades in past chapters mm-hmm. she says that when the people finally put gemstones on it they formed mm-hmm. around the gemstones accepting it into themselves and they changed their forms in order to be able to accept the the gemstone so that's the first time we ever heard here you know what I mean? It's not like it just stuck mm-hmm. on the metal. The metal like formed no. around it in order around to like almost it. hug the gemstone. So mm-hmm. the, this, we have heard of a blade changing its shape slightly. Now mm-hmm. it's nothing like going from being a great bastard or a great, uh, yeah, uh, like you an know, eight foot, a great uh, sword uh, to uh, yeah. a knife or whatever, but it has changed itself before. So yeah. Kaladin yells up uh, words of encouragement. You're doing great. Keep at it. When did you get so peppy, she shouts. Ever since I assumed I was dead, then I suddenly wasn't. Then remind me to try to kill you once in a while, she snaps. Because if I succeed, it will make me feel better. And if I fail, it will make you feel better and everyone wins. Yeah. That's so funny. And he's he's actually um, laughing out loud. Like literally, they're yeah. like minutes away from dying and he's laughing out loud. Laughing out loud. That's great. It's, that's kind of like uh, what she was doing when it was, you know, things were the worst and she smiles. And <laughs> yeah, he exactly. Says it's yeah. the most beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. After over an hour of frantic work, she accomplishes this. She manages to craft a semblance of a refuge. It it might not be super big, Mm -hmm. but it should be able to fit the two of them. Right. And he he asks her, done? And I think she comes down at this point. When she says no, but close enough, I think we might fit in. She does not come down. Oh, she doesn't? I thought she does. You are coming up into the hole I just cut. Kaladin, Bridge Boy, Chasm Fiend Slayer, and Gloombringer. She she leans over the side. We are not having another stupid conversation about how you're dying in here while I bravely continue on, understand? Yeah. I'm not sure I can walk, Shalon, Kaladin says, let alone climb. You're going. And I have, even if I have to carry you. Right. 
He says, I'd like to see that. Come on, she says, rising with some difficulty herself. She used the blade to hack a vine off. It took two hits to get it free, amusingly. The first severed its soul. Then, once it was dead, it could actually be cut by the second swing. Isn't that fucking cool? That's crazy. That the vine has a soul. And that the shard blade... And that has to be the first eliminated first. Yes. So fucking cool. Because we know so that cool. organic objects... Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't cut through, it just enters and then exits, right? right? Mm-hmm. So cool, man. So, so this vine, it, 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 with, it withdraws, and she's able to toss this over the side. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaladin takes it with one hand, favoring his bad leg. He says, you're really going to make me climb that? She says, yes, for perfectly selfish reasons. That's our title, isn't it? Yes, it is. Selfish reasons? Because mm-hmm. she wants I to th- live. I thought it was... <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not going to have your last sight in view be a view of me standing in half a filthy dress, covered in purple blood, my hair in utter mess. It's undignified. On your feet, Bridge Boy. <laughs> this is just, this is just, again, Bridge Boy, you know, get into the garbage chute, yeah. Fly Boy. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Climb up, he says. And she says, I'm not, but he interrupts and he says, climb up. He Hold says more firmly. Because it's in the distance. She heard rumbling. Yeah, not, not good. good. It's coming. Yeah, I know. The storm is coming. It's, the storm is coming. He says, climb up and lie down on the cubby. Then reach your hand over the ledge. Once I near the top, you can help me the last few feet. She frets for a moment, then fetched her satchel and made the climb. She crawled into the shallow cubby and perched precariously, he looked up at her, then set his jaw and started climbing. His soldier arms slowly pulled him up, slot by slot. Mm-hmm. Water trickling down from the chasm, and then it started to gush. Yep. Come on, she shouts. Wind begins to howl through the chasms, a haunting, eerie sound that called through the many rifts. Like the moaning of spirits long dead, the high sound was accompanied by a low, rumbling roar. All around, plants withdrew, vines twisting and pulling tight, rock buds closing, frill blooms folding away, the chasm hid. Isn't that awesome? That's, that's, that's my favorite line, I think, in this chapter, the yeah. chasm hid. Yeah, it's so great because we know that all this stuff happens when people walk by and even when the chasm fiend mm-hmm. walks by. But this is like, mm-hmm. not just that they're reacting to them, this is like mm-hmm. they're all now hiding. The big bad's coming, the storm. Right. Yeah. Kaladin grunted, sweating, his face tense with pain and exertion, his fingers trembling. He pulled himself up another rung, then reached his hand up toward hers. And then the storm wall hit. Dun, dun, dun. I know, it's crazy. I, I, can I read the next few no, words? No, you can't read nope, anything. Okay. Yeah, don't read anything. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so fantastic. Chapter highlight. I don't know. Highlight. I didn't really select one. Um, I suppose it would be... Um, what would it be? I can go first if you'd like. Yeah, go, for, yeah, go ahead, because I'm, I'm uh, my highlight, trying to select one. My highlight is Kaladin thinking he summoned the illusion of himself. How did I do that? <laughs> Yeah, like, how did, how did I do it that? doesn't even come into his head that it'd be someone else, that it would be right. Shalon herself. He just automatically th- thinks it's him. Assumes like, yeah. a new power. I must have a new power. 
But like he knows he doesn't have Stormlight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like so he's just in a weird moment and he's willing to believe that he must have done something somehow because there's Mm -hmm. no other explanations. You know? It's just funny. My highlight I think is her not being willing to let him go. She's like, no, no more talk about, uh, you know, you going off mm-hmm. and dying down here while I, I live, uh, you know, I survive this encounter. Yeah. She won't accept that. She, she's the one who made the difficult climb. She used the shard blade. She built the cubby. She came back she for him. Lo- lowered right? the vine. Yeah. She was supposed to that run. I, she was supposed to get her satchel and run. And she came right. back. And if she hadn't come back, he'd be dead. They probably both would have been. Mm-hmm. It's true. Even if she had run. Yep. So, fantastic chapter. Loved it. Can't wait to get to the next one. It's so good. Uh, Reminder to the listener that uh, Jack hasn't actually read 73 yet because the way our recording process is happening. So, he's only read this (laughs) chapter today. And then on Thursday, Mm -hmm. when we record the next part, half of this pod, he'll be reading the other one. So, that's why he's like, oh, can I read the next few pages? Can I read the next Yeah, he hasn't read anything yet. So, and I think this (laughs) format is turning out pretty nice because you're literally sequestered from chapter to chapter. You know, you don't mm-hmm. have, um, right. you don't have any the thoughts on the next of, one because you haven't read them yet. No. You know what I mean? I don't so know. It's kind of yeah. nice. I like it. <laughs> Can't wait till, uh, till we finish this pod. Yeah. It's, uh, I wonder what the conclusion of this will, well, will the next chapter be the, the conclusion of their experience in the chasm? I guess we'll find out, uh, on Thursday and the listeners will find out in a second mm. because we're literally going to just transition. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I, I, I'll bring up one other thing. Highlight. The chasm, even the chasm hid. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, they weren't, the chasm wasn't hiding when the people were around. They were not necessarily hiding when the chasm fiend was there, but they definitely Mm -hmm. hid when the storm hit. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And nothing, and nothing is impervious to that storm. No. I mean, the whole world has adapted because of it, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Okay. So chapter 73. Mm-hmm. A thousand scurrying creatures. Yeah. I, um, did you notice whether or not that line was in the chapter at all? Um, I think I did. It was in reference to the rain. Was it not? Was it? Because I, I, I really had a hard time finding it. I, I, I wasn't sure if it was actually in there. I, I think it was the pelting rain. Okay. The well, let's, rain when was... we go through it, point it out because I tried looking okay. for it a second time. Okay. I thought it was yeah. one of these moments where maybe Sanderson was using a line from a different chapter as the chapter title. Right. Because maybe. I think that it could be read as this monster that has taken over mm-hmm. House Devar is sending a thousand scurrying creatures in his wake, like the father, right? The father has become like this chasm fiend that is sending a thousand scurrying creatures with his presence. Um, but I didn't, I couldn't tell whether or not it was actually in the chapter or if it was one of those in the top room type of references. I, I think I caught it later in the chapter and it, I thought it was in reference to the rain. And it, what I thought was kind of cool about it was that, and we can get to it, is that it was, I think it was describing the rain as like, uh, like trying to get in, mm-hmm. like, like here they were where this dramatic thing was happening and, and, and the storm is starting, it's pelting mm-hmm. and the storm didn't want their privacy. It was like a thousand creatures trying to get inside. Right. You know what I mean? It was really, it was really neat. Well, let's, um, yeah, definitely let's point it out whenever we, we go through it because uh, I, like I said, I couldn't find it. So, well, this chapter is, this is crazy. This is <laughs> like, this is 
This is a big deal. Yeah. It's the culmination of two books, right? Uh, like we two books. Yeah. Yeah. We get the answer as to what happened to Shalon's father. Mm-hmm. We get that answer. We get the answer, which I think is even better, is Balat's attack on his father that results in breaking the Fabriel. Right. Right. We know, how, we know how this a whole thing started, right? Yeah. You know what's that, really crazy, That too? was a really cool uh, detail for me. I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it brings you right back to Way of Kings, right? Yeah, so. the, the other thing that's crazy, too, is that this is mm-hmm. happening in part four. Like, really early uh, right. in the yeah. book. I mean, early. Mm-hmm. It's not part mm-hmm. five yet, and we're getting, like, this kind of, like, finalized yeah. flashback. A few answers. So, if there is another flashback in part five, like, I mean what else could it be right and that's that's the exciting part is what else could it, could, could be happening we know that in in the way of kings um one of the final flashbacks what it really informed who cal was because it was you right. know tn's death and and all that stuff right so mm-hmm. yeah it's um it's it's exciting it's exciting it's super cool and but also really heavy mm-hmm. like i couldn't have felt more sad yeah with regards to the lullaby oh my god like oh, it's hard. A callback to so, uh, white carpet once uh, yeah. red carpet once white. Yeah. Red carpet once white. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great, dude. Okay, so this takes place a year ago, and we are with Shalon in Balat's room. Mm-hmm. Um, he spins around and says, "Shalon, you nearly killed me with fright." So she had apparently snuck up on him. Mm-hmm. They're in a small room in, the, in their manor house. Um, I like these little details describing the reed shutters. Um, that were being latched, um, closed because the high storm is approaching. Mm-hmm. And I think that there were also servants that were affixing sturdy storm shutters over top. I just thought it was a neat uh, uh, description to sort of in, Im- imagine um, in the room. They're in so, like lockdown mode, right? Like they're shoring yeah. up for the high storm. Yeah, they're they're putting they're putting masking tape on the windows or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's it, but it's cool. I, I like the read shutters i don't know why i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just uh, stopping on that for some reason um shalon wore a new dress Vorin style this made me think of adolin and I'm like uh okay i wonder what he would say mm-hmm. about how she looked at this right. uh, moment although it's a year ago but it says here a woman's dress uh, and she also wore a necklace which seemed to please her father mm-hmm. when she wore this yushu or jushu um one of her other brothers is nearby on a chair, rubbing a plant between his fingers. It's been a few years since his creditors have dragged him out of the house. He still has the scars on his wrists. Yeah. From this encounter, mm-hmm. right? So the one thing before we move move away here, I want to I want to sure. um, point out the symmetry here. Um, mm. This is the storm that's happening. Is the last yeah. one before the weeping. Before the weeping, and mm-hmm. Kaladin and Shalon are about to get hit with the last storm before the weeping before in the our weeping. current timeline. Yeah, so right. yeah. it's it's very it's foreshadowing stuff, right? It, it, you know, I I said it earlier on. Of course, there's bound to be some kind of event or mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that should, uh, I guess, be coming our way in the weeping. Yeah. It made me, um, uh, have you watched, um, the haunting of Hill house on Netflix? Oh yeah. Oh, it yeah. made, it made me think of that episode when there is a storm happening 
um, in the haunted house when the kids were young and mm. an, another thunderstorm is happening while they're all at the funeral home. While they're all together at yeah. the home, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's like both cool. both important moments in this family's life is being hit by a storm. And I feel, I just, it reminded me of that. points. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it just reminds us all that, you know, the storms just keep coming. Right. Um, so... So so we go from Jushu lounging uh, on the chair to Shalon looking at Balat. And she says, good thing father never checks in on you, Balat. Those bundles look so fishy, we could make a stew out of them. Because mm-hmm. apparently he's got a few bundles with him. Jushu chuckles at this and says, doesn't help that he jumps every time his servant so much as sneezes out of the hallway. So a little shot at Balat here being a little over, mm-hmm. over uh, I guess, oversensitive. confident? Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Easily, easily jarred or scared. Quiet, both of you, says Balat. This is not a time for levity. Damnation, if he discovers that I'm planning to leave, he won't, Shalon says. He's too busy getting ready to parade himself in front of the High Prince. But does it feel odd to anyone else, Jushu says, to be this rich? How many deposits of valuable stone are there on our lands? <laughs> this is interesting because he doesn't know where the wealth, where the wealth is coming from <laughs> right even like even right. like the and i'm not this is not a knock against jushu but even like mm. one of the younger kids who don't really know much about what's going on in uh, um, like you know on their estate clearly mm. is like how do we have so much wealth like how yeah you know what i mean even he's realized there's something fishy yeah. going on here yeah. doesn't make sense yeah. yeah um so long as it keeps father happy i don't care says balat mm-hmm so, and that's a fair point. I mean, things are so awful between him. If there's anything that keeps him, you know, uh, a bit more under control, it's good. Mm-hmm. But the next sentence, it didn't make father happy though. No. Yes. House Devar was now wealthy. The new quarries provided a fantastic income yet the better off they were, the darker father grew walking the hallways, grumbling, lashing out at servants. I like the use of the lashing. Yeah. There. Um, Shalon scanned her, le- the letter's contents. Balat says, that's not a pleasant, sorry, that's not a pleased face. They still haven't been able to find him. And this is with regards to, um, Halloran. Halloran. Yeah. Right. Shalon shakes her head because Halloran has vanished. Really vanished. No more contact. No more letters. Even the people he'd been in touch with earlier had no idea where he'd gone. It's funny because we know where he's gone, but they don't. I don't like that we know where he's gone. I know. It's still a really... It feels bad, right? It really does. I feel so... I feel so badly for characters that are trying their best Mm -hmm. and still manage to potentially do something terrible. Yeah. You know, um, to someone else unwittingly. Yeah, it's... Like, because it's... <laughs> that's life, dude. Like, you know... I know. There's well, always but, someone but on the other case, side, right? It, it's life, I suppose, but, you know, this is very extreme in oh, terms for sure. of... The, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> you know, of the, of the impact. Um, but I still feel bad for... Because it's yet another bridge that if it comes out, that's another bridge that he's going to have to carry. Yeah. Because he did that to Shalon's family. Right. Yeah, because Cal doesn't know so, yet, and Shalon doesn't know no, yet. Yeah, so. no. Yeah. But when Cal finds out, like, not only is it going to devastate their relationship, 
um, if it continues at all. But it's again, like I said, it's another thing for Cal to deal with, and he already has too much. And they're and they're, and they're just finally like getting along. You know what I mean? Like I know. So I know. Let's let's hope let's hope the secret stays a secret I, a little while longer. I hope the secret, honestly, <laughs> yeah. in this case, ignorance is bliss. I don't want that to come out. I yeah. really don't. Um so okay. Um they still haven't been able to find him. Nobody had nobody knows where he is. This is referring to Helleran, so back to that. So what do we do? says Balat. You will need to decide, Shalon says. I have to get out. I have to. Ailita is ready to go with me. Her parents are away the month, visiting Alethkar. It's the perfect time. If you can't find Helleran, then what? Well, I'll go to the High Prince. His bastard said that he'd listen to anyone willing to speak against Father. This is the uh, the guy with the uh, homeochromatic eyes. Remember his last visit? Yeah. David Bowie? Yeah. David Bowie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was years ago, Jushu said. Father's in favor now. Besides, the High Prince is nearly dead. Everyone knows it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our only chance, says Balat. I'm going to leave tonight after the storm. You know what? I should have known better when I was reading this for the first time today. I should have known better that this was not going to go at all good. But I still like the you know silly little boy that yeah. I am. You're super I was hopeful. Like, and... I'm like, oh, it's going to work out. They're going to get away. <laughs> no, it's not yeah. going to happen at all. Okay. But Father Shalon says, Father wants me to ride out and check on some of the villages along the Eastern Valley. I'll tell him I'm doing that, but instead I'll pick up Aelita and we'll ride for Vidinar mm-hmm. and go straight to the High Prince. By the time Father arrives a week later, I'll have had my say. It might be enough. Yeah. Instead and of like Melise, just taking off here, instead of Balat mm-hmm. just taking off and never coming back, he's mm-hmm. trying to still like do something for the rest of the family. Like if I go to the high prince and tell them mm-hmm. about father, maybe things can go back to normal and we can still live here or we can still be a family. But like right. Balat and Alida can just take off and just get lost. You know what I mean? They can go anywhere and they're choosing they not to do that. So it's, you know, Balat says to him about himself all the time, I'm a coward and this is not a coward's way out. So I, mean, I have a little respect for him for this. Oh yeah. I, t- I totally run. do too. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he could, um, I guess it's hard to let go right. of your, what you already have. And of course, especially when it's for such a, a horrible reason, like it's, it's your father is crazy, you know, mm-hmm. Shalon asks, oh, and this is so hard to go over with you right now, yeah. knowing what's coming. Yeah. And Melise, Shalon asks, the plan was still for him to take their stepmother to safety. I remember that from the previous chapter right, discussing right. this. Yeah. Cause they're worried that he's going to kill her. Right. Of course, mm-hmm. well, she's already taken so many beatings. And they seem to know? have grown to care for her. Otherwise, they wouldn't care as much yeah. to get her out. They, I, I like that. I like that they seem to have cared for her. You yeah. Know? Well, in the previous chapter, they described uh, Melise as being, you know, uh, somewhat of a teacher or mother kind of like figure for mm-hmm. Shalon. Um, and, you know, that's all she kind of had. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Balat says, I don't know. He's not going to let her go. Maybe once he leaves to visit the High Prince, you can send her away someplace safe. I don't know. Either way, I have to go tonight. Mm-hmm. Shalon steps forward and lays a hand on his arm. He says, I'm tired of fear. I'm tired of being a coward. If Helleran has vanished, then I really am eldest. It's time to show it. Mm-hmm. 
I won't just run, spending my life wondering if Father's minions are hunting us. This way, it will be over and decided. Mm -hmm. And then the door slams open. For all her complaints that Balot was acting suspicious, Shallan jumped as high as he did. But it was only Wickham. Right. So again, I fell for that. So the door slams open. I thought, like, oh my God. And so I'm like, it's him. It's the father. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's Wickham. Okay. So Storm's Wickham. Balot says, you could at least knock. Aelita's here, Wickham says. What? Yeah, father summoned her. She's arrived with her handmaid just now. He's speaking with her in the feast hall. Oh no, Balot says, shoving Wickham aside and heading out the door. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen here. I yeah. started to go... I, I immediately went for, he's, he's, he knows the plan and he's going to kill her. He's right. going to kill Aelita. Mm -hmm. That's, that's immediately where I went. Yeah. Um, well, that's, Shalon I think where, followed. I think that's exactly where Balot's head went too. Yeah, I think so too. Right. Um, don't do anything foolish. Uh, Shalon calls after him. Balot, the plan, remember the plan. Mm -hmm. I like that. That she calls that after, like, like stick to the plan. Yeah. Like, this could be nothing, um, right? Uh, Wickham says this could be bad. Yeah. Or it could be wonderful, says Yushu. Yushu's got an interesting perspective. <laughs> yeah, he's here. like, this could be really wonderful. Or it could be wonderful. <laughs> if father pushes Balot too far, maybe he'll stop whining and do something. Right. Interesting. That's, Jushu's perspective there is basically echoing what the dad says. Yeah. The dad says, you spend all your time, Balot, whining instead of doing something. And Yushu echoes that sentiment. Yeah. Like he wants Balot to step up and do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's not foreshadowing it's, it's easiest, Jushu. It's easiest to be the younger brothers too, though, and hope that the older brothers take care of it for you. You know what I mean? Right. So. Mm. Shalon felt cold as she stepped into the hallway. She'd known this had been coming. Mm-hmm. They, they tried to hide, they tried to flee, and of course that didn't work. It hadn't worked with Mother either. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't decide here if Shalon, like, knows it's over as well, you know what I mean? Like she if can she kind of feel point, it in the air that... Yeah, yeah. like, she, because those, those sentiments sort of indicate you know, it's over. Like, I, I almost wonder why... She didn't alter the plan then right. and say to her brother, like, we are, we are leaving now. Like if you have, you, you might as well forget Aelita. Right. He wouldn't though. Right. I know. Yeah. And maybe she knows that. Yeah. Um, she steps slowly. This is interesting. Might even be one of my highlights. She steps slowly, not because she was calm, but because she felt pulled forward. A slow pace resisted the inevitability yeah so that coldness she knows it's not going to work they tried to hide they tried to flee of course it didn't work she's being pulled by a force that she has no control over yeah and she's slowing it down because it's almost like a shadow pushing her towards this horrible thing that's about to happen almost like she's felt a lashing on her being pulled forward by, you know, a surge manipulation being pulled, kind of like what 
you know, so, some yeah. search binders can do. I'm only saying that because of the lashing in capital L earlier that her father walking the halls, always grumbling, lashing out at the servants, almost like she's being pulled forward towards this. And her only way of being able to resist it is to walk slower and to is not to be walk pulled slowly. in by it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like well, that too. And also it's her, it's also her, the, uh, I, I don't want to use the word coward because I don't really think Shalon is a coward, but the way that she described herself in earlier flashbacks, um, as being, you know, the girl that, flinches. that wanted to flinches and hides and, mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't want what's about to happen. No. So, so yeah, she, she you know she, what I mean? It slows, uh, it resisted the inevitability. So like just yeah. for a few more moments, if she walks slowly, this thing yeah, doesn't it, have to happen just yet. I can slow it just down. Just yet. Yeah. I can. Yeah. 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 It's, nice. it's really, it's, it's one of my highlights, but it's also, again, it's hard to pick a highlight in this. I find that with any levity. <laughs> right. My highlight I mean, is, really, if I had is to pick all my, the bodies laying on the floor. That's <laughs> my highlight. If I had to pick my real highlight, it probably is the lullaby, but it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's sad. Anyway, she needed to fetch something. She, it would only take a minute. She goes and retrieves a pouch, a pouch given to her long ago, and she tucks it in her safe pouch. Did you sleeve. know what this pouch was as you were reading it? No. You only realized it know. later on whenever it was revealed? I didn't know, but when she poured the wine, I suspected. Okay. Okay, good. I'm glad that, I'm glad it so hadn't been ruined for I you. I did, I did catch like, that little bit. Right. Like I should have, I could have started, I guess the show this, with this chapter, I could have started, uh, maybe leading with that, that I had a suspicion. Right. Um, that it was that poison, uh, and, uh, it turned out to be so. Right. Um, and also really interesting that it wasn't quite potent enough. Yeah. yeah. Right? We'll get there. Like that we'll get there. That's the extra... worst part of it. That's the worst it's part. An ex... Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it prolongs what you think is final. And then there's this extra. It resisted the inevitability it's... of his death. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So inside the feast hall, there was shouting. Of course. You shouldn't have done this without talking to me, Balat says. Talking to you is useless, Balat. You don't hear. This is a father talking. Yeah. I love her, he says of Ailita. You're a child, father says. A foolish child without regard for your house. Father's voice was soft, thinks Shalon. He was most dangerous when his voice was soft. Yeah. That's also a tiny highlight oh, for it's me. Oh, a, it's a major highlight. It's an awesome line. It's, isn't that great? Yeah. He's most dangerous when his voice was soft. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because he's like controlled his anger. You know, when he's yeah. loud, he's, uh, he like, you know, he's not in control of his violence. Yeah. When he's soft, yeah. he's completely in control he's of it. He's totally in control. Yeah. yeah. Um, you think father continued, I don't know about your plan to leave. Shit. <laughs> I know. Dum, dum, dum. Fuck. I think initially Brandon, Mr. Sanderson did write, um, excrement there. I don't think he'd write sh shit, no. but he might, but he might've gone so far as to write excrement and then he erased it and went, and he's like, no, I can't Okay, no, that. ask how, yeah. <laughs> Balot stumbles back and says, how? Like, how did he know? Shalon steps into the room. What's that on the floor? Something's blocking the door from closing. Mm-hmm. And this is it here. Rain began to pelt the rooftop. The storm had come. The family was alone because the 
Guards were in the guardhouse. The servants were in their quarters. The only light in the room, though, was from the spheres. Mm -hmm. The only illumination was from the spheres. <sighs> Hellerin is dead, Father says. Did you know that? You can't find him because he's been killed. I didn't even do it. He found his own death on a battlefield in Alethkar. There we go. Idiot. And says, idiot. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? Your own father. Like, yeah. talk about the, a monster. Like, mm -hmm. who needs void bringers and creatures made of shadow right. in the dark? Right. Like, when you... Like, honestly, it's yeah. just beastly. Sh that's, why that's why Shalon was not that afraid of that Chasm Fiend. She's already yeah. dealt with a fucking monster. I've already dealt with my father, thanks. Yeah. A Chasm Fiend? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll He's walk nothing. toward it. The ca yeah. Chasm Fiend would fucking cower to my father. Jesus, yeah. yeah. How did you find out I was leaving? Balat says. Who told you? Then Shalon notices that the obstruction is a body. Mm -hmm. It's Melise. Yeah. She's dead from several blows to the head, fresh blood, warm corpse. He had killed her recently. He'd found out about the plan, had sent for Aelita and waited for her to arrive, and then he killed his wife. Then he killed the wife. How crazy. Yep. That's the control. So That's the control yeah. we just talked about. He'd murdered her as punishment. Yeah. Not, not, not like a, a crime of passion. <sighs> like it says, no. not a crime of the moment. It's not like he moment. blew up at her and then no. was like, ah, he completely, no. he calculated. out. Yeah. 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 Calculated, calm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really brutal. So it has come to this, Shalon says, the lie becomes the truth. I the think lie that's where becomes she, the truth. What do you think that means? Well, the lie, I guess, about the lie that she told herself that she, that father could change, that that there was some hope for him. She maintained that mm -hmm. and communicated that to her brothers. Mm -hmm. But the truth was that her father was, you know, basically uh, a, a a demon, mm -hmm. a monster. And she has to face that now. And she does. Right. She's the one who steps up here. Mm -hmm. I would posit already, a different theory sorry. on the lie okay. becomes the truth. Okay. Um, he, Lindvar has said the entire time he mm. didn't kill his wife. Right. But now has killed his wife. So I, I thought about that, but the way that I still think about that is that I don't know what happened. We just, we don't know, but we at the very least, so I had to reserve. So I still kind of put, I, I went to wit. I, I thought Sean, when I was reading it, I thought exactly that. And I just went back to that thing that wit said, right. About, um, Helleran, um, Helleran. being wrong about everything. Ex yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought back to that and I went, okay, reserve your judgment here. We still don't know what transpired between. Right. Uh, Shalon's father and mm -hmm. and the, and and her mother. Yeah, it's 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 but a I, really great line. Point. Regardless, I take it's a point. very deep, meaningful line yeah. that yeah. could mean like seven different things, right? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I take I take what your meaning is that you know, did he kill his wife? Now he actually did. He actually this did was this time. Yeah. his wife. Right, right. So I, I, I totally take that. Whether or think... not he lied about killing his first wife, wife, or mm. the lie is that he killed his first wife because everyone believes mm. he did regardless it has now mm. become truth he did kill a wife and it's the second one 
But you also hear what I'm saying. Yes, with regards I, I, to the, like I love the, the, I love your read on it as well. I think it's awesome. The lie that she tells herself about mm-hmm. him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's basically the same thing in a way. It's it's that you know the lie that it's like, well, father couldn't have murdered mother. He mm-hmm. couldn't have done it. Right. 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 So yeah, as a lot to say about that one. This was Shalon's fault. Okay, there there is a little connection on that next line to Kaladin Stormblast. Mm-hmm. This was Shalon's fault. Blame. It is not Shalon's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just want to be there in the room, like, and interject as this thing's going on. Uh, just, uh, hey, honey, uh, it's not your fault. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Ba- back to the scene. Like, if, you, if Jack could be Jushu, <laughs> if you were like Jashu. I just, I just pop Hi, in. I'm Jashu. Um, I just want to let yeah. you know, it's not your fault. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll have some yeah. mental illness in the future, but it's okay. <laughs> See, if this was if this was the never-ending story right now, I would be reading the text, and then <laughs> yeah. my voice would would call out, and Shalon would be, "Huh? What? Jeez, I Who's heard something." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, Sebastian. Malise Balat says she broke down and told you, didn't she? We shouldn't have trusted her. Yes, father says. She talked eventually. Balot's sword made a whispering rasp as he pulls it out. And you know what the father's response is to this? Finally. Yeah. You throw, you show hints of a backbone. Balot, no, Ailita says. I won't fear him any longer, Ailita. I won't. And the Shalon pours the wine. And yeah. as soon as I... I was like, why is she pouring wine? Very weird moment. Well, I, and I still didn't really know that it was going to be poisoned per se, Mm -hmm. but at the very least I thought, okay, is this her trying to, you know, placate him, get him to calm down, Mm -hmm. pour his favorite drink and get him away from Balat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I did think that as well. Um, but you, but finally you show hints of a backbone. His father's happy about this. Yes. Yes, he is. Like he either wants to He's kill been a lot, or or well, and ends up wounding him immeasurably. Mm-hmm. Um, Shalon pours the wine, and they clashed. Father leaps over the high table. Even that image with a two-handed blow against your own son. Yeah, like he's not just like trying to show Balot, this is how you become a man. He's like, I'm gonna kill my fucking Leap- son. Yeah. Because he deserves uh, it, because he's a coward. It's gruesome. Yeah. Shalon did not know much about sword play, she admits, but this was different. This was brutal. Father bashing his sword down again and again towards Balat, who was trying to block the blows. Each blow seemed to shake the room. Or was it the thunder outside? Balat stumbles, falling on one knee. Father batted the sword out of his fingers. I've always despised you, says, (laughs) says the father. The coward. Helleran was noble. He resisted me, but he had passion. You, you crawl about, whining and complaining. Yeah. Shalon moves up to him. Father, he's down. You've won. Interesting strategy there, you know? Like, you've won. Yeah, it's that's over. it. It's over, yeah. I, Come over here I and have some wine. I always wanted dad. sons. Hey, dad, dad. Okay, that's it. That's it. Here, yeah. have some drinks. Uh, have a drink. Have some... Here, have some poison. There's nothing in it, I promise. <laughs> it's perfectly uh, fine wine. Yeah, just a minute. I'm just going to go get some bread and jam. Hang on a second. Um, <laughs> or I mean some jam and bread, some jam and bread. Jam and bread. Um, I always wanted sons, father says, and I got four. 
all worthless, a coward, a drunkard, and a weakling. Mm -hmm. He blinks, only Halloran. Only Halloran. He, like, respects the hell out of Halloran for having stood up to him. Right. Like... It's, it's mental, man. It's absolutely mental. He wants Halloran yeah, to obey, that? but respects him for not obeying. For he not wants obeying. Balot yeah. to obey. They do and hates him for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no winning. There's yeah. no... No, there's no winning with this guy. It's, no, it's, there's no, there's no deal. Father, Shalon says, here. He takes the wine and gulps it down. Balot grabs his sword, still on one knee, striking it with a lunge, and Shalon screams. Because that thrust from Balat stabbed their father out of the back, connecting with something metallic. Mm-hmm. Father drops the cup. He grunts, feeling at his side. That's the best you have, father demands. Fifteen years of sword training and that's your best attack. Strike at me. Hit me. This, I mean, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's really intense. Yeah, it's really intense. Father says, useless. He tosses his sword onto the high table, then steps over to the hearth, grabbing an iron poker, and walks back to Balot and says, useless again. Mm -hmm. This is interesting because it's like, there's no point in... There's no point in using a sword with you. Yeah, it's a waste or something. You're, you're, you're not worthy of a sword blow. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go get this and Balot's, blunt Balot's not even fighting anymore. He's dropped the sword. He's blubbering. He's crying. Like he's, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's been beaten. Yeah. You, you made a point Yeah, here. emotionally and physically. Yeah. yeah. He slams the poker down on Balot's thigh. Father, Shalon screams. He shoves her aside as he strikes again. Balot screams. Shalon hits the ground hard. Why smack? Can't smack. You smack. Do smack. Anything smack right. Holy shit, eh? Dude, it's so brutal. Yeah. It's just, the text is just so well done there. Um, Blood had splattered across their father's face. I'm sure onto Balot too. Whimpering on the floor, Ailida held onto him. Her, her face buried in his hair. Balot's leg was a bloody mess. This is where we get this connection here you to what? Kaladin from the last chapter with the leg being a bloody mess. Remember Shalon was like, oh, and thought of Balot. This is why. Right. Because his this leg was why. a bloody mess. Kaladin's got all ripped up by the chasm fiend. So this is where the memory mm-hmm. comes from. I gotta say, I really like Ailita here. Me too. Like, she's like standing up for him his, and yeah, she's right there as he's, as the father's doing this. She could literally be like, you know what? Y'all are fucked up. I yeah. actually don't really like Balot. <laughs> I'm out. I'm just uh, going to go your home. Family, okay? Yeah. I'm good. Your family fucking crazy. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. yeah. One's Devar, a gambler. One's a drunk. One has a yeah. busted up leg. The other one's dead. And the, uh, the, the, the redhead just draws all day. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, House Devar, no good. I'm going to go marry a Gibbler. <laughs> going to marry that was a, very a next strange door neighbor full Gibbler? House. That's a, that's a that super a very random strange full house Kimmy reference. Gibbler reference. <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler yeah. reference. I had to get Kimmy Gibbler in here somehow. I just so Once know, per season. You, I think you actually have to do two this season because you didn't do one last season. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> um, 
So, Balot's Lake Bloody Mess, Wickham and Jushu. Okay, this this is shocking. Wickham and Jushu still stood in the doorway, horrified. They are, they didn't move. They didn't react. They didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like They're frozen in shock. I think that everyone thought this could be possible, but now that it's happened, it's like, what? Yeah. Our father really is beating the shit out of one of us? Father looks to Aelita with murder in his eyes. There it is. He raised his poker to strike, and then the weapon slipped from his fingers. He looked at his hand as if surprised. Then he grabs the table for support, falls to his knees. Rain pelted the roof, Mm, like a thousand scurrying creatures looking for a way into the building. There it is. And that is, again, one of my little highlights. I love that the rain is like a creature wanting to get in. Mm -hmm. Like the high storm, like it won't suffer you being in a building. Yeah. And it also doesn't care what you're going through. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I just, I love that. It just, it reminded me of how... I guess, monstrous that the high storm is. It's nice. I'm glad that we found it because uh, I, was, I was a little yeah. perturbed that I couldn't find it in the, in the chapter. <laughs> Shalon forces herself to her feet. She feels the coldness. She'd felt it before on the day when she'd lost her mother. I like this right. The next line here is great. It's her turning into the surgeon. This is the little Kaladin for me. Yeah, a little bit, eh? Bind Balat's wounds. Use his shirt. She says to Aelita. The woman nods, uh, doing this through her tears. And then Shalon kneels beside her father. What's happening, Wickham asks. Did Balot strike to the side? Like he's thinking, like, did Balot kill father? Mm -hmm. You gave me something a few years ago, Shalon says, a pouch. And I kept it. You said it grows more potent over time. Oh, Stormfather, Wickham says. The black bane? In his wine. Melise is dead by the kitchen. He went too far. This is her, like, explanation for why she did it. He yeah. went too far. He, he went forced too far. my hand. I had to do this. He went too far. It's, it's really sad that it, has, that it costs a life. I often think that, you know, I think we all kind of can relate to this moment with the, I guess the point would be the indifference of good people. When you know when to act to try to prevent something, mm-hmm. but you, you don't, you wait until something really bad did happen mm-hmm. and then you act. Actually, this is so, really nice because it actually gets back to the lesson in the alley. Yasna mm-hmm. went into that alley, killed those men right. because they were going to hurt somebody more. Were, and right. and she said, we're going to take them out before they do anything. And Shalon's point mm-hmm. is they didn't actually do anything. You actually supported this point last season. You said they haven't mm-hmm. done anything until they did the thing they did. Do you know what I mean? Right. And uh, um, the, the difference here is that Lindavar has, before Malise, he has beaten servants. Mm-hmm. He has been violent. So he did do the thing that, that caused this. Right. But right. There, is, there is a nice little moment here where the lesson, mm-hmm. she already learned that lesson the hard way when she was young and then had to be retaught it by Yasna. Um, but she couldn't tell us about this because it would have ruined the surprise or it whatever, It would have right? ruined the whole thing yeah, with Malise. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, um, you know, I think about it all the time whenever I see a stop sign on the, on the roads, because th- the way that I look at them 
I mean, this is, you know, right or wrong is that, you know, how many people had to die at that cross section before the stop sign was, was put up. Right. Like, and that's what it takes. It always takes an accident. You know, somebody has to die. Some tragedy has to occur before mm-hmm. we do something about it. Right. Now, now this is an extreme case because she's, she's literally killing her own father, mm-hmm. which is, I, I can't even imagine what this poor kid has gone through. I mean, it's, talk about the characters carrying bridges. Like, I don't know if we were to put it on a scale. This is and like the golden figure bridge out. of bridges. Well, it, right? it's like, just, you know, between Khaled and, you know, even the wretch and Shalon here, like, wow. Like, um, the one thing I, we, we should probably discuss just for a couple of minutes here is the black bane mm. and how sure this thing yep. that we thought was going to get used earlier in the last book, you know, mm-hmm. Kaladin held right. on to it as a means to be able to kill himself and, or yep. poison to Vlakov to try to get away or to poison someone to get away right. and then yep. lost it and it crumbled in his wagon. And then yeah. Syl brought it back to him when he was at the uh, the chasm thinking to uh, the, at the honor chasm to try to cheer him up i saw that you had one of these before i thought i'd bring it to cheer you up and how ridiculous that moment was the black bane mm-hmm. being something good when he's about to throw himself into the chasm right um i just i just love how this tiny little leaf that was brought up mm-hmm. in the last book has now come to be to be revealed have been a major moment in Shalon's life. Mm-hmm. It's just really great. So Sanderson is great at this stuff. He's just really, really good at reusing some of these ideas and then recontextualizing it so that we understand, oh, this thing's been around for a while. We just didn't realize mm-hmm. it was. It's great. I like I like the I like the delivery system of it in Way of Kings too. That was way back when we were first talking about the wind theme. Mm-hmm. Because the wind brought that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so, just really cool. Um, um okay so where are we uh father 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 was father was dead she had killed him she says you've or wickham says you've killed him you've killed him yes shalon says she stumbles over balatin and helps ailita with the bandages again i like this that she just springs into what is what we need to do Mm mm-hmm that's completely Kaladin. Yeah, it's, it's a cool. leadership role. What is this, Yushu asks. Don't do that, Wickham says. You're going through his pockets already? Because Yushu, I guess, was pulling something out of his father's coat. Yeah. It was shrouded in a small black bag, only pieces of it showing from where Balat's sword had struck. Oh, Stormfather, Yushu says. The device consisted of several chains of silvery metal connecting three large gemstones, one of which was cracked, its glow lost. Is this what I think it is? It's a soul caster, Shalon says. Prop me up, Balat says. Please. They would need to get him a surgeon because his legs were so bad. Mm-hmm. Shalon wipes bloodied hands on her dress and then takes the soul caster from Yushu. I don't understand, Yusu says. Isn't that blasphemy? Don't those belong to the king and only can be used by the Ardents? Shalon was numb, in total shock. She keeps thinking, I killed father. And then his legs started to twitch, and Wickham notices this. His leg twitched. Voidbringers, Yusu says. They're here, they're inside of him. It. <laughs> now that's kind of interesting. It's like... 
country bumpkin is that, um, is that lore. Is that a boogeyman story? Yeah, I think it is. It's like, the, oh, it's the tale. devil. It's the devil. Right. Yeah. The void bringers made me do it. Because remember they talked about how there are these <laughs> lores and these like, you know, and more metropolis, uh, 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 like more bigger cities. They don't really believe right. that. But some of these country folk believe in these, you know, these wives tales of, of uh, void bringers and stuff. So. It wasn't enough, she whispers. The poison wasn't strong enough. Oh, Storms, Wickham says. He's still breathing. It didn't kill him. It just paralyzed him. And he's waking. Well, then we need to finish the job then, Shalon says to her brothers. She turns back to her father. She kneels down. I'm sorry, she whispers, unhooking her necklace. Hmm. Thank you for what you did for me. She wraps the necklace around his neck and begins to twist and uses one of the forks that had fallen from the table to loop between to make it tighter. Yeah. Now go to sleep, she whispers, in chasms deep with darkness all around you. This was a lullaby. Spoken, Shalon spoke the song through her tears, the song that she'd sung for her, that he had sung for her as a child, when she was frightened. Though rock and dread may be your bed, so sleep, my baby dear. Now comes the storm, but she'll be warm. The wind will rock your basket. His eyes bulged out, and the eyes looked at her, demanding, betrayed. Almost Shalon could imagine that the storm's howls were part of a nightmare, that soon she would awaken in terror and father would sing to her, as he'd done when she was a child. <laughs> the crystal's fine will glow sublime. Father, stop moving. And with a song, you'll sleep, my baby dear. Jeez Louise. Dude, yeah, that's the end of the chapter. But, whoa. Wow. Dude, <laughs> I've got chills just yeah. going over it. It's yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. The fact that she had the fortitude to get the job done. Yeah, it's... Like, honestly, like, what that child's been through. It's it crazy. Just, hammers that home and it, you know it's funny we we knew she killed her father or at the very least we knew she said she killed her father in the first book and you would always yeah. said details matter you know the devil's in the details yes, i was she might yep, feel yep. like she killed her father or that she right. feels responsible she but she didn't actually kill yep. him but we see so there's here, one of my predictions again yep, down the tube <laughs> she actually did kill him right so she actually did kill her mm -hmm. yeah so what's your mm. uh highlight i know you said a couple of them here but there's a few of them there um I think, uh, I don't know. I really like some of that, the poetry and the language in this. Mm -hmm. um, I really do like that, the title, the the rain pelting in, because it's not, it's not about the father, nor is it about Shalon or the brothers. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a reminder that no matter what is going on behind reed shuttered doors right. or windows, you know, the storm is trying to find a way in. Yeah. They're trying to keep you know, like, this thing, this violent thing out, but it's already in the house. It, uh, and, and, and you know what else I love about it? About the real villain of this, of this piece, of this, um, of these archives is that <clears throat> it's literally in many ways, it's like water, like try holding back water. Mm -hmm. It gets through everything. Right. So 
I know that the chapter is not really about that, though. It's it's just a, uh, and I I think Sanderson was kind of poetic in that, and he chose that uh, for the title. It's nice though because but, Kaladin and Shalana are literally on the verge right now of right. trying to escape a high storm, and they could be dead. And even though the Devar family of- were able to use <laughs> double shutters to shut away the high storm, and they were safe, quote unquote. They were mm-hmm. not safe in the house because of their father. And now they're yeah. out in the chasms, chasms, shazams. Um, shazams? The shazams. <laughs> they're out there <laughs> and they're not safe and they're about to deal yeah. with the high storm. So it's, th- there's definitely some nice through lines here. Yeah. If it were me in the high storm, <clears throat> I'd be looking for an alcove and trying to make the best of it. I mean, hey. But. <laughs> so, some things happen in those. Uh, something else and yeah. something's happened um yeah i don't know like highlight yeah so so what's yours i mean i i, I guess i would pick the lullaby because that's the thing that gives me the goosebumps mm-hmm. and also that she that she had the wherewithal to do it yeah like the the courage i guess displayed in that character to go forward with this act mm-hmm. is uh that's huge for me but yeah. go go ahead my, my highlight is how sanderson was able to introduce three different things earlier in this book and the last book, and they all converged mm. leading to right. her father's death. The black bane. The black, the poison, the lullaby, mm-hmm. and the necklace. You know, he gives her that necklace. When he gives the, the boys the knives, he gives her that necklace. And then that's the mm-hmm. thing, you know, she, he wears something pretty. I want to pr- like pr- uh, parade you around as the trophy around. of House Devar, and that necklace that that literally I'll, the I'll choke you with it. Yeah, literally the um, like the metaphor for her her being the pro- the jewel of House Devar is the thing that mm-hmm. killed him in the end. Um, it's just really poetic. It's really mm-hmm. great, and like. I don't know. There's just so many little bits here that all get brought yeah. back. All these callbacks that come back to uh, to this moment that really shapes and alters the course of her her, her story. Right, the the soul caster and the it's just it's really great. Well, I did. I have to confess something. Mm. I did learn a spoiler from the words of radiance. What do you mean? I read the title of the next chapter before. Oh shit! Uh, reading, so I read that I read that the title was uh, "Striding the Storm." Okay, I know I'm not supposed to read anything, but I did. Okay, so, so I knew that. So okay. that, that's not, not a, spoiler. a spoiler. It's just the ch- title. It kind of is. I feel like I I feel a little dirty. Do you I feel like a cheat? I cheat. Do you a think bit. "Striding the Storm"? No, let's not talk about this. Let's <laughs> not, we'll talk about "Striding the Storm" when we get to "Striding the Storm." Um, let's talk about. The I want to know dump. what that means, though. I want to know what well, we're well, of dealing course. with. You're gonna like, read it next. Awesome. We're gonna read it next Tuesday. Okay. You have okay. to wait five days, <laughs> as per dictated by this podcast. Um, as, as per dictated. Okay. So, but yeah, you know what else I love? Okay. What else do you love? I like an info dump. I love. I love a um, a um, info <laughs> a buzz dump. Buzzkill Joe. A buzzkill Joe info dump. Yeah. Um, yes. Buzz has been doing some really good job uh, work for us here. So let's go back and talk about uh, chapter seventy-two and what we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually, this is a quite a light info dump. Um, there's not okay. much to talk about here. Um, there is, we should talk about the shard blade. Um, 
Cal mm-hmm. says he's never seen one. Uh, the that, pattern. Yeah, that he's never seen one that glows in the dark like that before, but though he's mm-hmm. never seen a shard blade in the dark before, so he doesn't know, he never knew whether or not they did glow in the dark, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the other thing that we should probably mention is how at Shalon's request, the, sh- the blade shrunk, which is... Right. Absolutely cool. I love that. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. cool. Traditionally, um, also um, in Alethi culture, she's Vedan, so maybe this is how she gets away with it, but traditionally in Alethi culture, you don't lend out your shard blade. Only kings and high princes do that. Um, right. But, um, and I also really love that part when she's like, just don't tell anybody. She's like, fine, yeah. report me to Navani. Oh yeah, by, uh, about yeah, that by reporting way, me thing, yeah, don't do don't, that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. What's so funny about that is that I think that she thought that he he actually might yeah he probably yeah she probably did it's kind of she funny was genuinely worried she's about like, it yeah she's like <laughs> yeah. hang on i just this guy Callan, like i i took his boots like yeah. he probably would would tell on me yeah. <laughs> yeah just to get his boots back maybe um but so that's uh mm-hmm. the, that's the only things that i really had to say about chapter 72 chapter 73 okay mm-hmm. we have um obviously black bane which uh, mm-hmm. we, we've just talked about and how it's, you know, related to the first book and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the bastard um, of the high prince, his name is Redin. So R-E-D-I-N. He is the man with the uh, homochromatic eyes. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. uh, that's who Bilat was planning on going and talking to, or he was talking to, he's planning on talking to the high prince, citing that Redin had said that there would be ears to hear. Um the other thing here is uh, Shalon's dress that she's wearing is in the Vorn style, slim waisted mm-hmm. with pockets on the sleeve. This is a woman's dress, not a young girl's dress. So it's probably right. mo- a more expensive dress than normal. And then um, uh, Buzzkill wanted us to mention the storm shutters, which are actually not always on the house, but are right. affixed they to it put during after. high storms. Yeah. So it's right. like an extra set of, uh, of protection, which is uh, mm-hmm. really great. So we thank uh, uh, Buzzkill Joe for all his hard work on the info dump. Um, excuse me. I um, would like to take a second here to talk about patrons. We uh, love our patrons and we want to go through the whole entire list again. Um, if you really don't like us reading the whole entire list skip ahead 10 seconds actually don't do that they deserve to be had have their 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 names read (laughs) and heard so that's right um from the beginning we have some new patrons here um it's azur julia peeble justin elliott laura kevin friday riley donlin chris wally omni orcus alec garen james johnson andrew woods James M, Valkov Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S, Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P, Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willen. Jeez, I always I always say his name wrong. Joey Willman. Sorry, Joey. <laughs> Christopher Jack, Ratman, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton, Wick, J- Joseph. Mingoya, 
Hey, Buzzkill Joe, did you hear that? Joseph Mingoya, what's up, dude? <laughs> he met, mess, messaged me the other day saying, you say my name wrong almost every time. <laughs> Alex DeFour, <laughs> Daniel Whidden, Werewolf Will, John M., Jake DeFeo, Robert Goebel. You know what? When I read these word, these names, I literally sweat. Like, I am sweating so much right now <laughs> reading these words. It is the most stressful. I don't want to get any of them wrong. <laughs> My mom, Ari Zoo, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christopher Pappy. No, no, no. Jack's wife, Linda, and our best friend, Mike. So if you want to be part of the Patreon team and you'd like to have your name read at the end of the episode, um, to acknowledge your support, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of. If you want to be part of the Discord community, which is thriving right now, we have so many people, so many amazing conversations. It's just, you really got to be part of it. Please be a part of it. Please. I'm begging you. Please. <laughs> um, no, if you really want to uh, enjoy the fun, go to patreon.com slash heroes of, and uh, we'll set you up with uh, the link and everything. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at heroes of a at gmail.com. If you uh, want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at heroes of one, and you can find us on Instagram at the storm pod. Don't forget to join the uh, subreddit, uh, the storm pod, where things are growing every day and it is super fun. Well, my friend, we are going to be covering two more chapters next episode it'll be chapters 74 striding mm-hmm. the storm which you already know i chapter. read it i already know yeah and then <laughs> s- chapter 75 which i'm not going to tell you the chapter because that would be spoiling. i don't know what it is but that's the last <laughs> two chapters of part four and then we're on to the interludes and then we're hitting the sander Lanch, baby oh it'll be two episodes a week till Sandra the, till the end coming. and we can get this book done bro <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> anyways everyone thank you so much for listening to us we really appreciate you we love you very much until next time take care everybody heroes of presents storm pod a stormlight archive podcast book two words of radiance